intro. <laughs> Welcome to Vegan Cookie Reviews, the name of my podcast. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. Uh, life has gotten kind of busy, and I think the new format that I want to do is maybe one every every month. Space them out a little bit, have more time to put some production in maybe, and really kind of not rush it, I think. So without further ado, today, that's a, so such a weird way, without further ado, what the heck, who talks like that? Without further delay, I'd like to introduce Mario Baca. Mario Baca is a former teacher. I guess you could say you're still a teacher, right? I mean, you still teach things in your own little way, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Uh, who has taught drama. Right? You taught drama for 38, 37? No, about 20 years. 52? Oh, 20. 20 okay. years, yeah. 20 years. Uh, and you taught English as well, right? 38 years. So combined, 58 years of teaching. Right? No. No. Within that 38, there was 20 years of theater. Oh. Um. Because if you're going to do it that way, then we got to add all the other classes I taught. Like I taught health and sex ed, mm-hmm. driver's ed, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a lot more things that to go on. ESL, SAT. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it'd be a good idea to have you on the podcast just because we've always had really good conversations. And especially going in, uh, from from having that kind of person in high school that was more of like a friend and father figure almost because that was something that you can always go back to and uh it was that you were kind of the person that you could open up to and talk to freely and it's kind of hard to find that sometimes in in high school and I think that that is to be needed a lot of times and I don't know what it was about you but you're just very uh, open and comfortable and you know it didn't feel like we had to hold back with you kind of thing uh, and then uh, I, I just think that that is pretty important because there's a lot of things that are going on that I feel like students need to open up to and if they can't do it with their parents then the teachers are kind of the next thing but a lot of times the teachers are just strictly we're only here to teach the subject and kind of standoffish a little bit but I feel like the job that they have is a little bit greater than that I don't know how you feel um it's true uh there was a lot of I guess coaching Mm. advice giving yeah um I've had countless students come up to me asking me various things about their lives their lives and um don't tell my parents, but, yeah. you know, and so they talk to me in confidence. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I, I, I took hold of that and I, I wanted to believe them and trust them. So, um, there was even a time where I remember taking this one student to his grandmother's house mm. and, the parents found out or friends found out that I was doing that and they called another person that was with us and told them that the police were going to be after me Mm. and 
So I talked to the student. I said, you know what? I think we better <laughs> turn back. Uh, it doesn't look like it's a good plan. Although I was just taking him to family. You yeah. Know? Um, but because the reason I was doing it is because he had shared with me a difficult life that he was living at home. Yeah. Um, the parents took him out of the bedroom, his bedroom, and made him sleep in the garage. Wow. Bare floor, no heat. You know, he had to live there. And I thought that he was a sophomore, I think, at the time. And, um, you know, I am I, I, a sucker for people who are in need. There's nothing I wouldn't do for somebody. If it's in my power, I will help them as much as I can. Um, but uh, when I was bringing him back to his parents' house, the parents spotted me in the on the road mm-hmm. and started giving chase. Oh my gosh! What? Yeah, they, they got on my rear end and <clears throat> were trying to make me crash or mm-hmm. bump me or whatever. But I. I was so scared. Yeah. But my thought was the safety of this kid, you know. And um, we were going around a couple of blocks, and then he said, you know what? As soon as you turn the corner coming up, because it was a dark street, he says, just keep driving. I'll just open the door and jump out. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, my God. I said, what? <laughs> I go, you, are you kidding me? <laughs> No, and, and he did. and Oh, my gosh. I looked in the rearview mirror, and he got up, so he was okay. <laughs> he quickly ran to hide in some bushes, and uh-huh. I could see his parents' car coming after me. And then they they stopped me in, and insisted that I had their son with me. Yeah. And so uh, the dad made threats to me, and um, I said, Dude, you can check my car, you know. He's not here. I did not take him to his grandmother's house, which is the truth. Yeah. Um, all the while, he's back at his home, mm. you know. So that was that. That was the, probably one of the most scary times where going out to help a kid in need yeah. um, almost backfired on me. Yeah. You know, after, after that... Um, we had the parents took me to the principal mm. and we had a huge conference um the, the parents wanted me out of the school mm. uh thought i was a harmful person to to the students and so they the, the school wasn't going to do that so they ended up taking their son out of yeah. our school and sent him somewhere else wow yeah he was in fact in one of our shows I don't know if you remember, we did a show called a Salute to the Military, mm. and he was one of the uh, soldiers holding the flag in Iwo Jima. Okay. We had po- you know, posed them that way, and he did a couple of monologues uh, from an old army soldier, and um, in the middle of the show, the parents came, found out he was in it, pulled him out. And that was that. That's what made me then think, you know, What's, what he's saying is true. Yeah. The parents are 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 sad parents, and so I'm gonna go and help this kid as much as I can. Yeah. Did that kind of like affect your view after that? Because if that was me, I would almost that would kind of like make me second guess like 
helping other people going full. Uh, well, maybe not, but kind of. Uh, I I don't know. Did that like? How did that like affect like? Well, what? you know, after go- going back home and mm-hmm. thinking about it for a couple of days, I realized you know I should never have offered in the first place to yeah. take him home to Grandma's house. Plus, I knew the grandmother. I knew the whole family. But <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, I I thought to myself, no, but. If somebody came up to me the next day and asked me to help them with something, I would do it. Yeah. Um, you know, that has nothing to do with the case that I was just in. Mm-hmm. So, I, no, I, since I started teaching, I was always a giver. I was always there, you know, when kids were needing somebody, I would find the, the quiet kid or the shy kid in the class and pull them out and talk to them a little bit, yeah. got them involved, put them into activities, got some of them to be on on our uh, student council cabinets when I was advisor for a couple of classes, and and it just changed their world. Mm-hmm. They they, I mean, some of these students that I had were going to commit suicide, and and I was very worried about that yeah. because if they commit suicide. It, it's on my hands, you know. But I uh, I remember one student came up to me. Actually, he didn't come up to me. He spoke at our annual Oscars show. Oh, yeah. And he talked about how drama saved his life because he was contemplating suicide. And he said, but there was this one man that had faith in me and he said, Mr. Baca put me in a play. It was um, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm. And uh, he said, that play got me going. And I was so ever thankful. And um, I don't know. He just said he just had a turn of his life, yeah. you know. So it made me feel really good. I mean, that's just one of many different yeah. students. That kind of that that reminds me of kind of something I've been thinking about recently too is just the fact that you know that goes in line with how I think that teachers should be acting. You know, teachers should be going out of their way to find that student that they feel needs more help. In in school, sometimes I think teachers get too overly concerned with no, I have to teach the subject and blah blah blah. It's like or the rules. Yeah, or the rules um and they forget that these kids are pe- are people, you know, that they're dealing with, and, and they're I, not adults. And they're not so adults. They need more help than you know. They're going like through a adults, lot, especially yeah. in high school. And so, uh, that's kind of one thing that you know, obviously, with a lot of school shootings going on right now, I notice that a lot of people are taking the stance of blaming like the gun companies and blaming this and why don't you help us? Which I understand that point, but I also want there to be a discussion as to you know. Uh, well, how come the teachers aren't noticing these students? How come the the other students didn't notice this? You know, there's a lot of kind of like, well, he shouldn't have had a gun. Yes, but he also needs, like, how do we solve the problem starting Cows. from... Sorry, okay. What, what were you saying? <laughs> I can go. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of times where I noticed odd behavior, peculiar behavior. 
and I would go to the counselors and mention it to them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I even talked to an assistant principal, and there was just not much to be that could be done. And uh, there was a student I had who had a, a behavioral disorder, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think I asked him to do something. He didn't want to do it, so I said, can you please stand? Mm-hmm. And he stood up, pencil in hand, and he just held it up in his face and cracked it in two with his fingers. <laughs> and then he grit his teeth and shaking his face, and then he picked up the desk and he was going to come at me and throw it at me. And he didn't. He just he stopped. So, I mean, who knows what he's doing today, you know, what's ever happened. But uh, in my early days of teaching, I had some scary people. I had some, some gangbangers, you know, leaders of gangs. Um, a lot of druggies. Um, in fact, um, the the church, Holy Family Church, um, saw my work with students, and the father contacted me and asked me to come to a, a uh, meeting regarding gangs. Mm-hmm. So we, I did, and we had a full-on discussion with all the gang members and and uh, it went well but i was always thinking you know there might be a drive-by you know here yeah. we're in the middle of the church and you know but uh, from there i within was uh, approached by their father to see if i wanted to become the youth pastor mm-hmm. and because of my ties to theater I just said I just don't have the time. Yeah. You know, I would love to, but I I am so committed to to drama. So yeah, yeah. I think to be to be clear, like I'm not saying that you know people are wrong in blaming like like what is it the NRA that they're saying or I'm not saying that they're wrong or uh, but I just do feel like like it's a it's a pretty complicated complicated matter and. Like how you were talking about noticing students, I feel like a lot of times that that kind of doesn't happen, and so it's interesting to see like from your perspective because obviously I'm just a student, you know I've just experienced being a student, not a teacher. So as much as I could say, well, why didn't they notice it? I, you know, also I'm sure for teachers maybe it's not that simple. <laughs> you know, I going back to the beginning of teaching. I mean, I I had no clue. Uh huh how to be a teacher yeah they taught you all the book stuff you know yeah but you got live bodies in front of you (laughs) how do you motivate them how do you talk to them Mm. and uh i um i lost my train of thought that's okay anyway point being (laughs) (laughs) um yeah well, I mean, from my perspective, it, it it's funny, like, you're saying you didn't really know, like, how to teach. It's crazy to see, like, because I was in your class probably at the very end of your teaching career, so it's interesting to, like, hear you say that, but also, like, experience me being there at the, when you've already had all this experience, so 
That's pretty cool. I can't even imagine how you'd be like in year one. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Uh, they always used to tell us, you're you're not a full-fledged teacher until you've been teaching five years. Mm-hmm. You'll know if you're good or not good. Yeah. And that was about right. Um, but at the same time, in the back of my head, I kept thinking I cheated out those first mm. three, four years of students because... I, I didn't give them what I should have given them. Yeah. But I, I was a, a fledgling of a teacher. And so I, um, I, I, you learn as you go. But one of the things that helped me learn about students was a, a friend of mine who was there at school. He got me involved with school activities. And um, I co-advised a club with him. Then we did a class. And the more that I got involved with school activities, mm-hmm. the more that you see students outside the classroom. It was a whole different ball game, and mm-hmm. I really liked it. And I yeah. like this is cool. You can get one on one with somebody. Um, they do open up to you when is that kind of camaraderie, um, and 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 it went from there. <laughs> Oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> and brain, it went from there. That's it. Brain fart. Yeah, brain fart. Um, so before we get too far deep into uh, the, the whole drama and start talking about drama, let's go Do you back. Want to, did we finish the NRA? I think we got off the side track. Uh, nah, yeah, I feel like, I mean, I, I think it's just, I think it was just a subject that I wanted to talk about with you because of your perspective as a teacher, as opposed to my perspective as a student. Um, so it is interesting seeing like, I mean, dealing with like, like how many students times, how many classes times, how many days, you know, how many years. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, you know, on one hand I could say like, well, how did this kid get, you know, like how did nobody notice the problems? But then you forget, well, it's pretty easy sometimes to get kind of lost in the, in the kind of noise i guess get lost in the the group absolutely you, you know what i 5, used to like you know? i mm-hmm. used to feel flattered that you know i try my best to encourage as many staff to come see shows yeah and some that did come came up and spoke to me after or or the next day and and said you know i had so and so in class they never would perform like that for me. <laughs> he says, you got them to memorize. You got them to work together with the, the, the cast. He said, that's amazing. Yeah. He said, you pull kids that a lot of teachers can't. And I said, well, I think theater opens the doors for them to do that. you know." But And, and the reason I say theater, because I, I, I am a lover of English. And so to me, theater was just... The more physical mm. of of literature, you know? yeah. So, so how did you? Okay, well, let's start at the beginning then. So, because obviously, for me, like we've heard uh, or I've heard stories or different things, but I've never fully got like the full perspective on on your life. And I know that you've led a pretty interesting and very full life, especially <laughs> with all the stories that you tell. Uh, you know, I'll mention one thing and you'll go into a story about somebody. Okay. Uh, but I do that. That is one thing that I've always, uh, that, I mean, to be able to just have that effect on so many people, I think is awesome. 
that's kind of the way that I think a lot like everybody should live to be able to to affect a lot of people's lives and not even just that but to to be able to look back and be like yeah like I have a story about that or I have a story about this and to be able to live your life so like in with a lot of I, I don't I don't know what that is but I was um I I don't want to sound conceited uh-huh. but at I, were you at the retirement party for me Yes do you remember how many people were there? <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> you filled the NPR pretty yeah. much. And the line of people <laughs> yeah. to come and greet me and yeah. say a few words never stopped the yeah. whole time that I was there. Yeah. And I was so overwhelmed. I, I, I broke down in tears because I could see generations after generations of kids coming you know parents and elder kids and their kids and i'm like oh my god i even had parents coming to me don't retire yet you're you got my son coming in my daughter you know and i said i, I have to stop sometime you <laughs> yeah, know sometime. but um my my nephew went with us mm. my family they were all there yeah and at the when we came home he just told me he's his uncle he is <clears throat> I'm so proud of you, he said, because you really inspired a lot of people, you know. You really were big to them, you know. And uh, he said, I'll never forget that. I'm glad I went. You know, I thought they'd be bored coming to a retirement party, you (laughs) know. But, um, because they didn't know anybody except me, you know. Yeah. And... uh, so I get little things like that, you mm. know, when the parents say, you know, I want you to have my kid, you know, it's just, it means so much to me. Yeah. I have a student that was one of my very first students, class of 1981. He uh, gave me the nickname, um, my first year teaching, he was a freshman and I had him as a senior. In my fourth year, mm-hmm. so we moved up the the level together yeah. with his class, and uh, he started. By the time he was a senior, started calling me old man. <laughs> so um, after I retired, I went to a couple of football games at school, mm-hmm. and he's always there. He's he's a, a football fanatic, and um, I said, you know what. You're the new old man now, you know. And he laughed. And then I said, you know what, Larry, you have been here forever. You know, I'm gone, but you're still here. I had all his children. I think he had five kids. Mm. Um, I had them all. And um, a wonderful family. I mean, see, I, I, I was really blessed. God was good to me by giving me Gar High School. Mm. Really good to me. I mean, I was hearing horror stories from my friends. You know, you go to student teaching with them yeah. and you, you compare notes <laughs> and you find out, uh, like when I was at school and who the, the master teachers were of my friends and what horrible things that they uh, discovered. Um, I, it's like I flew in, yeah. you know, on wings and, and everything just felt, sort of fell into place. Yeah. But I knew that I had to stay involved with school activities. That was 
a way for kids to get to know me and me to get to know them on a different level. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of, I guess it's like a, a coach when he has a team, you know, and, and it's different, you know, they're, they're on the field or the court or whatever. Um, so I, I, I think that's pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, excellent. What a great story. <laughs> what a great life you've led, honestly. I, I almost blew it. What, the story? Why? I started choking. Oh, that's okay. I think that just conveys the amount of emotion behind it. I mean, you never really look back sometimes and think about... As I feel like... Especially people that aren't very, uh, people who are humble and who are accepting of the fact that, you know, I'm not going to brag about my accomplishments or anything, but when faced with the realization that, wow, like I have accomplished a lot and wow, I've affected a lot of people, it is all of a sudden, because you never think about that, like too much of like, oh, focusing on myself, that when you do, it's kind of, you know, that big realization, a nice kind of reminder uh, but I guess, okay, so let's take it back to the beginning because we're going to, we're going to get too far into talking about drama <laughs> if we keep going. Um, so I'm kind of interested just also for myself. I mean, i never really knew like, for example, like where you grew up, like how your childhood was. Did you have any teachers that were like that to you where you kind of look back and appreciate like what uh, they did? <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had one really, really cool teacher, and I had a couple of nuns that were really, really sweet. But the one teacher I had was my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Farmer. I will never forget her. <laughs> a fun lady. You can tell she just loved all of us. And and I think early in my education, I was just inspired by several different teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time I got to high school, my English teacher in the 11th grade became my English teacher for 12th grade as well okay. plus he was the newspaper advisor and I was on the newspaper so I got to know him outside the English class mm-hmm. you, you, it's an after school activity you can kind of goof around a little bit more yeah. have more fun you know the boundaries aren't as rigid and because um, it was tough I went to a Catholic school it was mm-hmm. real tough I even got swatted a couple of times because <laughs> I didn't bring my algebra book. I hate that. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? But um, I, I, that, well, let me go. My education, uh-huh. I think I had a very good education all the way through college. Yeah. I, I will not ever trade it. I will not denounce it. Um, I learned so much. My sisters were going to a public school. Right about the time that I was finishing up at, at the university. And I, and I was still living at home. And we were all we would all do our homework together in the dining room table, big table. And we would all sit there and do our homework. Because that's what our dad wanted. Yeah. You know? And so... Um, and dad's in the next room sitting on his rocking chair looking at us, you know, like, <laughs> don't mess around, you know. And um, um, I don't know where 
where I was going with this. Your education? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so how do you think, I mean, obviously, so you go into to that uh, school and your, your siblings going to a public school, what... Oh, like, that's what I was going to say. Um, what, when I, I started grading their papers or essays uh-huh. to practice so I'd get some idea... And, and this was after you graduated college, or no? I was still in college. I was oh, okay, a, but you were. I was a tutor for English. Oh, okay. While I was at the university. Okay, I see. And I worked with a lot of uh, ESL students, and um, there they. Um, why am I losing my train of thought? I don't know. What did I say first? Uh, I think it has something to do with the difference in in uh, oh my sisters, yeah, or grading their papers. Yes, and when I saw the little they had to write Uh and what they wrote, Uh I was appalled. I was like, "What are they teaching you at that school?" (laughs) You know, and my, my sisters would then open up to me and tell me about. Different teachers. Uh-huh. One teacher, she'd sit in front of the room with a crystal ball and act out like she was a gypsy. Or a, <laughs> what? Yeah. Another teacher, he just sat in front of the room and read the newspaper cover to cover. Well, what did I said, what did you guys do in the class? We just did book work. Oh, my God. Wow. Talk about stifling one's education. Yeah. And so, well, I remember when I was a kid... Um, my dad would get paid on Fridays and he'd always come home with some treats. Mm. He got paid and would buy us some big old Hershey bars or baby roots or whatever. And, and one day he came and he says, you know what? I'm not going to give you your candy until you show me one thing you learned during the past week at school. So we could either tell them a little bit of a lesson we learned Mm. or a song or a dance, something that we learned in school. And so we did that. We all wanted our big candy bar, you know. And so I guess that kind of also prompted me into into theater because from there I um, was now a few years older and I, I got to work with my family because I have a huge family mm-hmm. and with the neighborhood kids. I told them we we're going to put on a Christmas show for our parents. And so we put on a nice Christmas show, the manger scene, Christmas carols, dancing, all, you know, I mean, I didn't know really what I was doing. I was just saying, you're going to do this and you're going to do that, <laughs> you know, and, but, but it was so neat. My parents were crying, you know, my mother was. But um, uh, it was a fun time. And when I got to teaching and remembered about those days, then I said, yes. I could be, because I was teaching theater in summer school only because yeah. theater wasn't a regular class. They had gotten rid of it 12 years earlier. So I started to decide to teach it for summer and uh, then it went from one class to two, 
and uh, the verse classes to fill up in the summertime. And then like the third year, the principal approached me and asked me if I would be interested in teaching theater. I said, theater? I said, you know, I can I can teach them for six weeks, but to teach them for a year? <laughs> what would I have them do, you know? But, because um, my limited, my theater experience was very limited. Yeah. And, um, but God gave me a very creative mind, so I came up with ideas. Just like with my sisters, I used to think of games. Mm-hmm. Like the old Newlywood game, yeah. I called it the neighborly game, um, and we would have our see which neighbor knows which neighbor better, you yeah. know, and so things like that. I would just take things from TV and plug it into to our neighborhood, you know. Our house was the place to be for all the kids in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So it was always full of kids, huh? Always, <laughs> Al- always. If parents wanted to find their kids, they'd uh-huh. come to our house, you know. <laughs> this. Yeah. So that was that was kind of the education that you grew up with. And that's cool seeing kind of the seeing you see that kind of that teacher that you admired kind of probably had that effect on you and who probably. you became yeah. as a teacher. Uh how did your like personal life lead into like what you took like what things did you take from like family that you kind of took into teaching you know i i I thought about that a long time ago and from my dad Uh i took discipline strictness Mm. you know don't put up with any garbage yeah from my mother i took listening with your ear opening your heart hugging somebody you know um, the, the the opposite of my dad, and so I feel like I was a mesh between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was a little kid. I don't think I was even in school yet. I was like maybe two or three, and my mother said she she knew I was going to be a teacher because one day she came home or she came into the front room and she said, "There you were standing in the corner on your little rocking chair." I had a rocking chair. And she she said, and you had the yellow pages. Back in the uh-huh. day, the yellow pages oh, yeah. were huge. And I'm a little kid, and so I'm I'm hugging the yellow pages, and I'm just lecturing. <laughs> I'm just talking, preaching. Yeah. And my mother goes, you know, I really wasn't sure what you were talking about, but you just kept on and on and on like you had a story <laughs> to tell. And all the while, you turned the pages like you were reading notes or something. And I, she said, I knew you were going to do something with teaching mm. people. So that that was a, a fun time. I mean, I think a lot of my experiences in life mm-hmm. geared me towards that. It just seemed like teaching was a natural way to go. Yeah. I, I I didn't think... I, I did think of other careers while I was in college. I thought of uh, being a CPA accountant. I thought of being a lawyer. I thought of being um, an, uh, an architect engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the idea of drawing buildings and, and homes and things like that. Um, interesting, though, where that came from. I would go with my dad on Saturdays. He was a plumber. And I would go with him because I had to. 
And I hated that because I, his work was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we would drive to beautiful neighborhoods out in Beverly Hills, West L.A. and stuff like that. My dad was a really good plumber and he was well known from person to person. And, yeah. and so as we're going down the neighborhoods, I'm noticing how different the houses all looked from one another. Yeah. And then one time... We drove through there during the Christmas holidays, and many houses were decorated with lights. My father loved to decorate our house. He always wanted to try to do something better than the year before. And so I took to drawing homes on a piece of paper with Christmas decorations on that house, how how I would do that if that were my home. So I really thought maybe I was going to go into design you know architectural design or something so so i did think of other careers you know yeah that would have been interesting baka as a uh, architect but then <laughs> yeah that's fine but i then i wouldn't be i think that wouldn't have allowed me my freedom mm-hmm. that I had. And and actually, um, are we still on? Yeah. My first job that I wanted to teach was history. Mm. I loved history. Um, to this day, I love documentaries on history, you know, the backgrounds and biographies. Uh, it's just something that I really, really pay attention to. Yeah. And um, I, I really thought I was going to become a history teacher. And even when I went to school, to college, I, I couldn't ma- uh, list a major because I wasn't sure. I said, well, I think I can do a couple of years before I have to make a decision before I decide what program I'm going to follow. And so um, they, um, when, the, when they were giving the options, mm-hmm. you know, and plus going back, I have to say I've I always did well in English since eighth grade on I did very well and um, several awards in English and to me that was a no brainer was like dude yeah <laughs> English forget the history <laughs> yeah. you know and then I thought to myself you know what was good with English I will have to teach some history so I could do two things yeah. at the same time you know. So that's how that came about, too. Mm. Oh, that's pretty interesting. And it sounded like, too, you were constantly, like, around, like, with the whole thing that you said where all the kids were at your house, you're probably surrounded by a lot of people a lot of the time, so it would, like, heighten that sense of, like, enjoying the the surrounding of people. Or I can't, being I'm, the leader. Yeah, I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine you being like a CPA or an architect, that doesn't sound like, you know. Well, the CPA, I thought, oh, my God, I'll (laughs) die of boredom. You know, stuck in an office all day long with a white shirt and tie. I said, I couldn't couldn't do that. I I need room. I need to grow and create. And uh, CPA wouldn't give me that Mm -hmm. um, ability. So um, lawyer was the... uh, the next area that I was really going to go into. Uh-huh. In fact, my dad was so happy when I said I want to be a lawyer. 
he started spreading the gossip to all our family. <laughs> and, you know, we'd go visit and, and they would say, oh, you're going to be a lawyer. You know what? <laughs> Dad, you know, why you say anything? You know, I, I go, I'm not sure right now. I mean, it does interest me, but I'm not sure. Um, and then... Uh, I also want to say that I was working at Sears mm -hmm. for the longest time. And that was another positive experience in my life. I mean, I had the best friends there. And they put me in the customer service credit department. So you have to learn a lot about the, the goings-ons going -ons in a store. Yeah, And uh, eventually they gave me authority to approve credit purchases they they made me night manager so little by little i was getting more responsibility and my boss came up to me one day and he said you know i really i want to send you to the uh, sears junior program mm -hmm. i said what is that he said that's where you train to become an executive for sears what <laughs> he, he said yes and i said what do i have to do he said well you'll have to move to arizona because that's where the headquarters was yeah and at that time i thought i'm not going to leave my family <laughs> I said, and then i said you know what uh, his name was a funny name mr snodgrass i said no mr snodgrass all my life i wanted to be a teacher mm -hmm. and I, I needed to experience that before I decide that's not for me, then maybe I can go on and work for Sears. But because I did like my Sears job, yeah, there, there were so many responsibilities and I got to meet so many different people. And um, I learned a lot of things, you know, business machines and, and taking cash and crediting accounts and doing credit histories on applications and so uh, learning how to repair certain appliances and things there was just a lot of stuff um <laughs> I, I i remember a time where somebody brought an old carpet plopped it on the counter and he said i gotta return this return this i said what's wrong with it he said it's warping and I said, warping and I said well could you open it for me so I could see and as he unfolded it several groups of roaches came crawling out all over the counter oh my god I I I hid back and I went oh my god get that rug out of here you know and I had to call a uh, janitor to come yeah. up and help us but we didn't take the carpet back. <laughs> it was so old and used and smelly. He was trying to return an yes, old Yes, yes. But I'll tell you, the things people try to return. Yeah. Um, there was a, uh, one thing I want to say what, mm -hmm. what got me into teaching. The beginning that I can remember, I was again, again kindergarten. And our teacher, Mrs. Farmer, said... Um, I want you to draw a picture of your dad at work. So I drew a picture of my dad standing next to a plumbing truck 
and working on a pipe cutter. Yeah. That's where he would cut his pipes. And and um, I was on a vice. That's what they call it. And and um, that's what he would do a lot. And then they, she said, I want you to draw a picture of your mother at work. So I drew a picture of my mother baking cake and cookies, you know. And because my mother was a total housewife and uh. fed us well, you know. And um, then she said, now I want you to draw a picture of you when you are an adult and what job you'll be doing. Without much thought, I drew me in front of a classroom <laughs> and I put little rows in yeah. order and I put names on there in alphabetical order. <laughs> and, I, and she said, oh, you want to be a teacher? I go, I think so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it was there since the beginning, <laughs> yeah. you know, it really was. That's, ah, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. It's true that things that you think about the most, the things that you visualize the most, you can almost make happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's what you think about the most. Well, what it's you, what one, you of want. The, one of the things that I used to teach my students, uh-huh. uh, there was a book, Illusions, that I used and got so many compliments and positive recommendations from my students on that book yeah one of the things that that i made sure they understood was nothing is impossible what is possible is your will and to what extent are you willing to commit that will because eventually you will succeed you know, and so um, I had a, a parent call me and and I was encouraging my students, I had seniors, I was encouraging them to go to college, try out for uh, universities or community colleges. Parent called me and said, what are you doing to my daughter? What? <laughs> I thought, what? <laughs> my daughter is not going to go to college. You're filling her head with... with dreams that are not going to materialize and i'm like i i don't think so you know that's my job as a teacher i'm to encourage education so i don't think i'm hurting your daughter you know so but i really do believe that if you concentrate on it and you work toward it in fact the book illusion says that if you're focused on something even your subconscious, everything that you do, mm-hmm. will be an act toward that accomplishment. And sure enough, it was true. Yeah, you know, I had a kid, um, nice kid. Um, one day he uh, sent me some material on sharks and a magazine on sharks, and he was interviewed in the magazine. Had me read it. And I said, Eli, what are you what are you doing with all these sharks? And he then told me that he has a job to go to the bottom of the ocean and feed the sharks without a cage. Mm-hmm. I said, You're kidding me. No, he says, I've done it several times. And um I'm going to be teaching my daughters to do the same thing. <laughs> and I said, Well what prompted you to do this? <laughs> That's a weird career. He said, the book Illusions, 
<laughs> said that I could do it. I said, oh, very good, Eli. You know, that was really cool. So I'm sorry about it. I think I'm going on too much. No, not really. I got to read that book now. That's okay. a good. <laughs> it's a very good book. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that I also wanted to mention just because I feel like it's pretty uh, it's pretty important is the is and you touched on it a little bit is the power of being able to will how much will you have to keep doing uh, things even if it's subconsciously to to promote your dreams to keep your dreams going and to keep going in the in the direction that you want to and I think one of the one of the biggest things that I that I saw was just like when I was in high school and being taught by by different different teachers is that that love of of their job because having those teachers definitely it was it was funny because when you look back in school you remember you remember the ones that that enjoyed their job and made it fun and 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 that's why and I, that I, were hard on you <laughs> that, yeah and then you remember the opposite yeah, yeah but but I think it's 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 goes in um the same line of thought I think that I wanted to convey was how much uh, that I feel like I've seen you go through and still keep a positive attitude, which is, I mean, we talked about it tonight. Like I said, you have a good sense of humor about things, even though sometimes you might <laughs> not be oh, going yeah, the, to. Oh, the vomiting yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's true because I feel like I was a student of yours at a time where it was probably, I mean, I've only known you in that period of time so i didn't know really what you went through the previous be, you know 30 something yeah, years i didn't want to you know say how old you were but you know <laughs> the previous well how many ever years that you uh you had before but but those years seemed like they were very difficult for you just for the things that we witnessed you go through the 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 passing away of of ray happened when when i was your student and then um you got sick when when i was i think it was my mother passed away your mother passed away and then my senior year you you were i think it was like half the year you weren't able to teach and we then were, my we were best friend passed away uh, after ray did yeah yeah uh and and then even seen i i think that was what was uh Seeing somebody that I feel like, um, seeing somebody that you care about in such a, a weak state affects you. Seeing you at the, at the, uh, the retirement party, you were, I mean, you were pretty like sick. You looked sick, you know, and you were in a chair and you could barely get up and, and I feel like that was the first time that I had kind of been faced with the fact that this is like somebody who has taught me and this is somebody who like I care about and you know we're all we're all very frail we're all very um uh I don't know what I'm what I'm getting at temporary but, yeah and and realizing that that fact of like really caring about the people that you are surrounded by because I mean with you I've, I I feel like I've always taken the the initiative to keep you in the loop with what's going on with my life with what's going on with your life I've always tried to you know even though <laughs> it's taken me sometimes 6 months to call you back you know <laughs> uh we 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 get busy with our lives but I think I've always tried to make time make time for people 
um, and to see you now and and see how you were when you were sick. I mean that it was just. I, I remember when you called you called me not too long after that, and you were on the phone, and I'm like, dude, Baka, you sound you sound great, you sound amazing. Like oh. <laughs> I just felt so happy knowing that you were better, you know, and that and that care for people, and so going through so much, and then and then even I remember like like we had talked about earlier was, you know, in high school you you had shared with us so, something about your father and some of the things you went through with him, but just knowing that you've been through so much and and at the end of the day you can kind of just sit back and laugh about it is just i feel like that's the most inspiring thing being being in a classroom where you can you can talk about something that you went through that was a horrible experience and then the next day come with a smile on your face and and really brighten people's days i think is is what i i mean i really hope that I mean, everybody gets to experience that at, at least some point. I mean, that was pretty affecting for me. So, That's nice. I mean, yeah, I appreciate that. And I think, I mean, obviously I've told you that before, but I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> there, I didn't really talk about my dad. Probably one of the strongest negative influences in my life. Mm. When I t- decided that I was going to be a teacher, he hated that. He d- he was discouraging me from being a teacher. He said they're not going to respect you. They're going to treat you bad because yeah. of the things he was listening to on the news. And I said, Dad, it's not that way everywhere, you know. But he he was disappointed because I wasn't going to be a lawyer. Mm. And that um, although in class, oftentimes I argued with. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, I wouldn't lose too many battles but um, <laughs> when um, I was when I was really sick I had so many um, Facebook messages and, and calls and, and 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 letters from people encouraging me and and supporting for me mm-hmm. and, and praying for me um i i couldn't believe it i was like you know and uh, i believe all that strength of prayer caused me to have a a dream of the holy spirit coming over my head and my sister said, that's a wonderful sign. You're going to be okay, you right. know. And I, I, I felt that. I said, it just came to fly over my head and went right up to the sky. And after that, I started getting better. And I, I recently I had uh, lunch with some friends and one of the ladies was telling me, she says, Mari, she goes, you were so sick. I, I cried when I saw you in the hospital, you know. And... Uh, you know, when you're sick, you don't really know how bad you look. You know, I didn't have much of an opportunity to look in a mirror yeah. while I was at the hospital. But um, I, I was really fortunate to have my family and my friends, you know, um, there for me. 
I mean, I had people in churches that I didn't even know who were praying for me. People in San Francisco, people in L.A., people yeah. in in, my, in our community, uh, family members everywhere, you know. It's like God listened to their prayers, you know. So I felt really, really good about that. Yeah. that to me, it was a religious eye-opener, you know. Well, I'm glad to have you here with with me. <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> I'm so glad you're here with me too. Yeah, yeah. I've thought highly of you over the years. You know, you what draws me to you is your intelligence, and then next is your articulation. I'm big on articulation, and you know that. Yeah. And and I said this guy has both. I need to put him in a show somewhere, you know. He will stand out. He will he will make an impression. And you certainly did, you know. And um I I'm I'm grateful for you being my friend. I'm grateful for you not giving up on me and, and calling me back every now and then. Um and I do understand you have a, a life to lead. Um but I do hope that we can stay to be friends for Till the end of time, you know. Yeah. Because I, I, I value you so much and cherish you. Uh, just being here right now, I am so excited. I'm so nervous, <laughs> but I'm excited <laughs> because I'm talking with you. Yeah. And I've always had good conversations yeah. with you. Yeah, we always have. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird. One of the thoughts that I've had with us sitting here is like, this is such a flashback of just being in drama class. It was always kind of that spot that was that was like that safe zone. That kind of like like oh, we got to talk about something, or we got to do this, or we got to do that. Uh, <laughs> I feel like you're you're most effective in a chair. I think <laughs> in your little director's chair. Uh, yeah, but. Uh, but that was definitely one of the funnest classes and one of the most I, – I, honestly, I, I, in the moment, I, I, it, it is something that you don't really think about. I mean, you know, I'm, I was what, you know, 17, 18. So you're just having – I was just enjoying the, the, the messing around part of it. The mess, like, oh, yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you did. You like to play a lot of funny oh, jokes. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's not, oh, boy. But yeah. I was a good student. You, you were. You were always respectful to me, and you were not belligerent yeah. in the classroom. That's it's. What? Why are you? No, it's just I'm remembering now, like all these funny stories. Because, uh, okay, well, first let me continue the the line of thought that I had, which was, uh, you know, at the moment you don't really think about the the effect that, that things else. have yeah, yeah or someone or, or experiences that you have on your life until later and and it's interesting now thinking back and and what a what a like self-learning class that was more so than it was just having fun and and playing games but it was a lot of you know learning how to speak learning how to be confident in front of people learning how to get your ideas across learning how to uh steer conversations there's right. so much more right. that that now I look back and go, wow, like that that's crazy that what what an impact it had on on me and the way I carry myself now that maybe I wouldn't have uh, if I hadn't taken that class. 
that being said, I do remember the uh, where, where, do you remember the time there was a time where I, I walked into your classroom and it was like your English class and somebody was in there. I think I was talking to like your TA or something. I walked in to like tell her something or I don't, I don't know what. And we were talking and you were like, Jeremiah, what are you doing? Like, do you not see there's a test going on right now? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Baka. Like, wow, okay. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know. I was being a jerk. And then I was like, I think you were like, you need to get out. And so I'm like, walk- I remember I like walked backwards, but I was still talking to that person. And you were, yeah, so, you were so mad. Yeah. And I like, you were like, Jeremiah. And I like walked out the door and I'm walking away. And then I just hear the door open and you're like, will you come back into class? You're getting a blue slip. <laughs> like, just yelling outside the classroom. I told you that? You, you, yeah, you, you said I was going to get in trouble. That's funny. I think you forgot though, so. Because you it's interrupted okay. the class, I guess. I, uh, yeah, I probably did. Or the test, like you <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah. Oh, man. And but... there was no urgency. You were just <laughs> chiming with a buddy. You got so mad that one time. Oh, man, that we did. Do you remember the time that I don't know why there was a shopping cart on camp? There was maybe it was. It, I remember it was me and Mrs. Moreau. And I think I was I was going somewhere or something, and and she was also walking back to her class, and I was like, oh hey, Miss Moreau, like how's it going? Like we started talking, and then I don't know what happened, but she came up with the idea of like walking into your classroom with the shopping cart. I remember and that. She was like, she was yeah. like, hey Baka, like do you need anything from the store or something? I like remember that. that. And I was dying laughing, and you were like, what? Doing like you were, you were like what like and she walked out and then I think I came back in with the shopping cart like I was like and hey Baka just got back from the shopping mall yeah. like do you need anything and you were like oh my god like I think if I remember correctly that shopping cart was in the NPR it was for something I we think. used to it, store it, paints and stuff like that yeah she was using it for something yeah. but it was so funny that she like had that little streak of uh, kind of like uh, well, she's a clown too mis- at times. mischievousness yeah, <laughs> she is funny. somebody oh, right up your alley. No. <laughs> <laughs> we did get along quite well. That was that was funny. Um, you know, as much as you and Austin could have <laughs> been mean to me and played tricks oh, and, and 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 do horrible things, you you didn't. You you respected me the entire time. Oh, yeah. Except that time you walked into the <laughs> classroom. But you, there was something that we had a connection. And I think also, too, at the end of the day, there's a lot of students that don't, um, the the whole respect thing, I think, also comes into play with the realization that even if you're wrong, you're still, you're still in a certain position. You still have to play by the rules. And I think so many people forget that sometimes where they think, well... Just because I'm a student, I can talk back and I can, I'm right. And it's like, well, even if the teacher says shut up and you're like, well, you should be, dude, you're just respect the fact that you need to be, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of, the teacher's telling you, yeah, there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot of that where, you know, with, with people's belief systems, you know, religion, race, uh, cultures, uh, classrooms, everything. There's, there's a feeling of like, well, if we have different opinions, we have to argue about it. And it's like, no. If you have different opinions, you accept that. And I think that kind of was maybe the reason why, um, you know, as much as we did mess around, we, I mean, I understood that at the end of the day, you were the teacher and we were the student. You know, 
So that was probably probably something that that was the reason why we didn't really, you know, truly disrespect you. Well, I I I can tell you that I was two different teachers, one who taught English and one who taught theater. Mm. Because theater required <clears throat> me to be more disciplined. Yeah. Because you can't let people loosey goosey. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then nothing gets done. <laughs> yeah. And uh, English is different. You you it's creative and it's flowing and 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 you you can bypass the rules once in a while, but doggone it, you better learn your lines and learn your dance number. You know. Yeah. So, um, so I had to sort of nail people on that. I remember one time at rehearsal. I don't know what got the cast into um, being obnoxious, I guess, uh -huh. or rude. They were giggling. There was a some joke going through the cast, and they're on the stage. This is a rehearsal. And uh, I said, Do knock it off. What is going on? And they continued, and it was getting late. I was tired. And they continued. And I said, that's it. I said, that's it. And I told everybody, clear the stage. And I had my clipboard in hand, and I flung it across the <laughs> stage and crashed to the wall. And the kids are like, Mr. Buck, are you okay? <laughs> no, just go home. Rehearsal's over. We'll hopefully come back tomorrow. You know, and oftentimes it, I would just need one night to get get on with it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I don't think it's good to hold grudges. It's good to yeah hold on to the bad stuff because it'll eat you alive. It'll destroy you. It'll keep you from your ambitions and your goals, uh, and for, keep you from being a good person. Yeah, you know. It just ruins. It it really does ruin. You know, your your happiness at the end of the day when you. There's so many there's so many things that are going on that you can nitpick and and take apart every little subject and. You know, you know. Oh well, the teacher didn't have to do that or this or that, and it's like, well, what lesson are we learning at the end? I, I, people frustrate me so much sometimes. It's like, well, take a moment, step back, and and reflect on mm. on on the facts of the of the situation. You know, what caused this person to do this? Well, obviously, you guys haven't learned your line. You know, what, 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 nobody wants to admit that, that maybe they were the cause of, or maybe I was wrong or anything like that. Right. Nobody wants to look at themselves. Right. And that frustrates me so much. I mean, not really, not really that much, but it, it is something that I, I, I have noticed about, about people is that they, they can look at a situation and blame this person and this person did this wrong or, or the way he acted or the way she acted and, and that's not right. And it's like, okay, well, at the end of the day, what have you taken from it? How are you about, like, turn a negative into a positive at the end of the day, you know? And I think that that's like you said, you, you go home, you wake up the next day and you, you, you are positive about it and not holding on to all this, like, negativity, well, that's it's exactly what uh, formulates gossip. Yeah. Because gossip is not usually good. It's something bad about somebody. Mm. And um, that's 
again, that doesn't help you at all as a person. Yeah. Um, to be able to put down somebody else because you're lacking something. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's your own confidence or or uh, pride in yourself, you know. But um, but I mean, I, I I have had both kinds of students, mm-hmm. the ones that put down others, but the ones that also come out of the flower patch and blossom and yeah. and make their own way, you know. I want to hear a funny story. Oh, a funny story. (laughs) (laughs) What? Do I tell the one about when I walked into the... (laughs) Yeah, I want to hear that one. I want to hear that one. We were (laughs) in a show. And um, I had to sometimes go back into my office, Mm -hmm. either to get... um, battery or a light bulb or yeah. something that we needed for the mics or the spotlight uh or to bring the cash box in from the ticket sales you know just in and out i had to go and take care of things or it would also give me a time like like a coach it would talk to his players you know at a half time like okay this is what you got to work on this is good and this yeah. is what you need to do and um so I never announced that I was coming. And so I started approaching my room and I saw somebody, I couldn't make out who it was. They were standing by the door and it was slightly ajar. And all of a sudden it shuts. Uh. I think, well, that's odd. Well, evidently that person had a chance to say something to the person inside the room. Yeah. Did not. I opened the door and there's this African-American kid exposed his his behind to me in all his glory i mean oh my god that was it was unbelievable i was like flabbergasted and i i i mean i loved the kid yeah but i so wanted to kick his ass you know (laughs) (laughs) you know that was so wrong but yeah uh, I don't think I've ever had anybody do that. At least not where I saw it, you know. Uh, but I know the guys did things to each other back there. You know? But uh, so he probably thought that someone else was. He probably yeah. Didn't they they you, right? thought they were. Uh, he he didn't expect like no. He they thought he was gonna uh, expose himself to to somebody else that was <laughs> gonna come off the stage oh and come back to the room. Gosh, yeah, that's what he was oh thinking. Oh man, the teacher walks in. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and you know you're staring. It's in your face. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. And at first I didn't know who it was until he stood up. <laughs> <laughs> pulled up his pants and I said, "Oh my God!" You know. Yeah. I'm not gonna say his name. <laughs> <laughs> you almost did. That. I almost did. Because <laughs> some people will remember bleep, that. Bleep that out. That would yeah. be funny, man. That's what. That's what was. I think too. It was a. It was a chance to kind of build that com- camaraderie, that like family messing around and you know having fun and and not too much of a strict thing. And and that's what I. I think it was kind of, kind of almost like lessons of, of growing up, you know. You you have a little bit of freedom, but what are you gonna, you know? You can mess around, but let's let's get our job done. We have a job to do here, you know. Yeah, that's funny. You, you know, teenagers are very awkward. Yeah. In their social skills. Yeah. Um, I remember having a girl who was playing Dorothy. We did excerpts from The Wizard of Oz, 
And I just needed her to skip down the yellow brick road. Uh-huh. She was walking. <laughs> I said, dear, that's not skipping. You need to skip. Go back and start again. She would do it. And I said, that is not a skip. <laughs> and I said, do I have to get up there and show you? <laughs> no. Okay, skip. She continued to walk. She Ooh. walked a little faster, but I was so mad at her, frustrated. Yeah. And I got up there and put my arm around her waist and held her hand, uh, her own, one arm. Yeah. And I skipped her around the stage and down the aisle because <laughs> I, I said, this is a skip, you know. And um, there was a young man that, he had to kiss a girl in a scene. Mm. Um, I think it might have been West Side Story or maybe it was even Oklahoma. I don't remember. Yeah. But he didn't know how to do it. <laughs> and, and, and of course, I had girls who would say, I'm not going to kiss him. I go, well, you're just going to press lips. You're yeah. not going to really full on kiss. And a couple of guys tried to slip their tongue, you know. Girls got so mad, and I got angry at the guy. But um, but the, the guy was supposed to hold the girl gently, you know, and caress her hair and, and take her in his arms and plant one on her. He was so awkward. <laughs> and I said, haven't you ever kissed a girl before? Oh, and God. And he, he said... No. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. How awkward was that? Yeah. And I said, well, I I don't have anybody that's going to show you. You just have to follow my instructions. Oh my gosh. And he eventually did it. Yeah. You know, so that his first kissing a girl was a stage kiss, you know. There was... Um, wow. Oh God. Something I was going to say, but that's all right. Yeah. A lot of awkward times for teenagers, you know. <laughs> Not knowing how to skip. That's funny. You had a lot of people that didn't know how to do things. Not knowing how to skip. Not knowing how to kiss a girl. How to sing. How to dance. How to sing. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of stuff that went on. Sometimes I would teach them in private, you know, mm. so that they wouldn't get embarrassed. Yeah. But After you asked him in yeah. public, <laughs> you're like, maybe I should have. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, dude, she's not a pole, yeah. you know. Hold her gently. You know? Hold her gently. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. The lines are probably, the, the stage direction was like, hold gently. <laughs> it's written out for you, man. And he probably barely touched her. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I I could go on forever talking about funny moments <laughs> on the stage. Yeah. A lot of people don't see, of course, what happens at rehearsal. Mm, we were yeah. doing this. Just reminded me, my very first musical, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. The, Little uh, Shop of Horrors. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> you like that word, don't you? <laughs> Uh, Little Shop of Horrors was my very first musical and um, there was a scene where the dentist was going to try to kill Seymour. Yeah. Little nerdy guy. And 
The dentist had an evil-looking chair. Looked very much like an electric chair. Mm. You know, straps and wires and things. Uh, it was a really cool chair. But um, he was supposed to turn and grab the guy by the collar and sit him in the chair uh, and, and sort of backhand him. Well... He, he wasn't doing it right. You know, yeah. I said, no, 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 no. A little bit more forceful, you know, get into it, but don't hit him hard. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so I, I, I taught him to do it. And I'm not looking at the kid in the chair. I'm looking out there talking <laughs> to the guy. I already know where this is going. And I hit the kid so hard that the whole chair flipped back oh, on the shit. stage. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You know, I was like, oh, that's okay, Mr. Baca. You know, this Wait, so crazy. you didn't know he was right there? You just no, I knew he was there because I had thrown him in the chair. And then you hit and him? And then I was supposed to backhand him. So you knew you were backhanding him and you just hit yeah, him? Yeah, but you were supposed to give the impression that you were really backhanding him. Uh-huh. But I was giving a, a stage backhand. You know. But you accidentally hit him? Is that what happened? I or? must have pushed him too much <laughs> or, or too hard. Because it just went. I never expected the chair to flip backwards. <laughs> it was a big chair. It was a big chair. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. There are tons of stories like that. So you can see yeah. uh, the life of a teacher is not dull. Yeah, that's for sure. Age, you know, a lot of good times, got good memories. Yes, I'm not going to say they were not without frustration. Mm -hmm. Um, But what always saved me was the end result. Yeah. You know, sometimes we would be be running a dress rehearsal and the cast sucked bad. (laughs) I said, oh, God, I give up. You guys open tomorrow. Good luck. Bye. And the next day, it was flawless. And I'm like, after the show, what the hell happened to you guys? What do you, what, 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 where did that come from? Well, we knew it was for real now, you know. <laughs> okay, you would have saved me a lot of time and frustration had you done it when I said to do it, yeah. you know. So it was just a lot of things. Yeah. You know. So what can I say? Well, you've led a, led a pretty interesting and full life. Uh, I I feel like I feel like that's a pretty good wrapping point. Um, maybe we could end on maybe maybe one thing that you would kind of say to one piece of advice or something that you think is important for people to know uh, for former students, for students that are in school right now, for people going through a hard time. Maybe something positive. Yeah, of course. Uh, just don't give up if the door closes, you go find another one to open. You you move on. You keep going. Yeah. Um, one day you will succeed. You know, just that old adage, you know, try, try, try again. You know, it's very true. Um, but I, I just want students to follow their dreams. If it's something they would like to do, do mm-hmm. it. You know, that's why that's how I got a lot of students into theater in shows 
because I would talk about that and say, you know what? You're only in high school one time. This is yeah. it. You may never be on stage again. Just do it. What are you doing with your spare time? Nothing. <laughs> well, then you've got, you know, the uh, time and, and ability. So do it. Yeah. So that's that's what be, what be I, what I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good reminder for for a lot of people, and and uh, I think also just in in general in life, <laughs> you only get one chance at life. Can, you only get what? Can I add one more thing? What? Um, whoever is in charge, whoever leads, mm. or whoever teaches, has to realize one thing: not everybody learns the same. Not everybody hears the same. I could teach something and ask somebody a question after it. They would get it. Then they would get it. I don't know. <laughs> what? You know, where have you been? You know, so. Um, or different ways to approach their understanding of something. Particularly in, in English. You know, grammar and yeah. writing a thesis and all that stuff. You know, so. I think that was would be the other thing that I would add. Wow. You know, that we all are different learners. In fact, to make reference to that book, mm. uh, Illusions again, uh, there's a quote that I will always remember. It said, we are all teachers. We are all learners. We are all doers. So I would tell my kids, just go do it. Do it, you know. I said, as long as it's legal, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I appreciate you coming on and, and talking with me and kind of opening up. I know uh, when I first explained it, you were a little confused as to even what we were doing. <laughs> You're like, well, what? What? Are, what? You're going to... Yeah, um, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, but it's it's nice to have that message, you know, and 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 I'm hoping with this with this particular uh, episode that that we can get it out to a lot of people that that are uh, maybe former students of yours that because I know there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be like, oh my god, Vodka, you know, they're gonna listen and love it. Uh, just hearing the stories and 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 seeing how many people you've really uh, positively impacted and and been there for and been that that person that has helped uh, when they when they need help just just even in when I was uh, going to your classes and you know open house night or whatever and there'd always always be. Some dude show up like, hey, Baku, remember yeah. me? Like some 40-year-old guy like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm making you sound old. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Some, some, yeah. some, but, you know, there'd always be a former student show up. Yeah. Hey, Baku, what's up? Yeah. How's it going? You know? And, yeah, and they're like, there for their yeah, kids. Yeah, their kid. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, my son's over here, yeah. you know? And, and and at every play, every play, there'd be yeah. former students, you oh, know, yeah. at rehearsals, former students would yeah. show up. Always just people showing up and being like, just happy, not just happy to be around, it seemed like. Not even really, even if they didn't come around, like, you know, some of the people that came around to, like, help build sets or, or help, you know, paint stuff or actually or help. do the sound or yeah, something. Yeah, do the yeah. sound, but just even the people that would come around and just kind of, you know, sh share some stuff and, and be happy to kind of 
still be around and talk with you and catch up. And I yeah. think I, I think it's it's nice to know that there are people that that you know there's more people that that do value out there that that friendship involves more than just calling someone a friend, but actually you know taking the effort and 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 taking the time out of their their lives to show that that the, their time even though it's valuable their time they use you know the valuable time that we have we set aside for people that we love you know that's that time is money a lot of times for a lot of people and to set aside time that 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 you have to spend with someone you know that's important and that's really something that, you know, like I said, I saw that with so many former students of yours. So knowing knowing uh, how many people you affected and how many people just were positively affected is, is I think, far beyond what you maybe even can realize sometimes. But uh, Going back to something we talked about earlier, you, um, you, you, you talk about... <clears throat> If in, if even I realized, you know, yeah, the people that I've um, inspired, it, I think that's why I broke down. Yeah, at my retirement because yeah. all, all those years came at one time, one afternoon, yeah. and I was just so overwhelmed, you know. And I have to apologize to people at the end of the line. They never got a chance to come and talk to me. I had a girl who flew in all the way from Rhode Island oh to come and say goodbye to me. And I was like, wow. I had another girl. She, she said, we were on vacation. I heard you were having a retirement. We cut the vacation short to come down. She brought her whole family. You know? <laughs> nice. um, yeah. And then, of course, their parents came because I knew a, a lot of parents. So mm. it was... Um, you don't know. You know, I used to tell my students all the time that students don't really come back and tell their teachers how they did for them. Yeah. Or what they did for them. You graduate, you go on, and we don't hear from you anymore. Yeah. And it would be nice for us to get feedback from our students. You know, where can I improve? What can I do better? You know, and uh, but that day, boy, they all came back to yeah. to say things. You know, yeah. there was a, a young man that was in the audience that day. Um, he was in my eleventh grade honors class, and he was struggling. Although I knew he was a bright kid, mm-hmm. but he was struggling. And I think he was getting a D in the first semester. And he wanted to drop the class. I said, I'm not going to let you drop the class. You are being lazy. You can do the work. You just choose not to do it. He was missing a lot of assignments. I said, look, you know, it's because you're not doing your work. It's not because I'm not getting to you. You know, and so... um, he was there the day of the retirement, but he pers- because he, I didn't get to talk to you, he said. Mm-hmm. So I wrote you a letter. So he wrote me a five-page letter. And that one, too, made me cry. And it turned out that he became a teacher as well. And he's teaching at a local uh, middle school. And I was, 
I was so proud of him because he wanted to quit at one time. Yeah. He was going to give up on himself. And I said, now look at you. You're inspiring others to, to continue with education. But he, he was a wonderful kid. I used to make, I don't know, should I give his last name? No. <laughs> no, you don't. I, I don't. I mean, you can if you want. I don't. You know, one of the things that I did as a teacher <laughs> might have been mean of me, but I gave almost every kid I had a nickname. Um, like one girl, her last name was Stamps, uh-huh. and I called her Postage. <laughs> Postage. <laughs> My God, fuck. <laughs> Postage, how are you? Oh, boy. Can I call you Post for short? Oh, you know? my goodness. Um, there was a, another kid that had um, a funny name. Um, oh, God, I can't remember. It was like the name of a famous doctor. And I said, oh, can I call you Dr. So-and-so, you know? And, and he didn't laugh because he didn't know what the hell I was talking about. But it was funny to me. And I always tell them, when somebody is playing with you and teasing you, it's because they care about you. It's a way of poking fun. You know, that little kid that goes back and forth. Yeah. And Lord knows, my kids had a lot of nicknames for me. You know, <laughs> from, the, from my first year teaching, I was called Chewbacca. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And that stuck with me forever. It's such know? an easy one. Too. Yeah. And, and and how that came about, I was teaching freshmen in my first year. And that's when Star Wars came out. Oh, boy. So Chewbacca was like the big name. Yeah. And the kids would come back. Hi, Chewie. You know. Oh, Chewie. What? I hadn't seen Star Wars yet. And I didn't understand what they were talking about. But I, Mr. Vodka, Mr. Baja. I had so many. You know, I have to tell you something. <laughs> what? No, go, go. I'm sure there were other choice names, but they never called it to my face. You know, usually what they called me were nicknames. Super Mario, yeah, yeah. Papa Smurf. Because yeah, one day funny. I had a big beard. <laughs> and they wanted to paint my skin blue so I could... I go, You're not going to paint me blue. I'm not going to do that. But... Um, I mean, so many names, and uh, there was a a time where I I I I wanted. Oh God, I lost my train of thought. I I keep doing that. It's I guess because I was just so much in my head that I want to say. Yeah. You know, but uh, the nickname they see they they bantered with me too. Yeah. So I said, you know, it's open game. You make fun of me, I'm going to make fun of you, you know. And kids were, like, shocked. A teacher, you know, cut you down? A teacher poked fun at you, you know? And so um, there used to be a, a saying among the teenagers. Uh, if you burn somebody, because mm-hmm. in the 70s it was burned. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a time where I think it was the 80s or 90s, scratch. Like you, they just scratched you on the neck. Mm. They go scratch, you know. Yeah. That means you got to burn, you know. So they were, um, they liked that. I, oh, Mr. Baca, you scratched him good. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> what? You know what now? Nice. What did that have to do with anything? That was 
I was talking about nicknames. <laughs> Where did that even come from? I think it was. Well, I started with Chewbacca. I know, but I don't know how we got there. But <laughs> you'll you'll hear it. <laughs> but you know, oh my god, mostly <laughs> so the clowns in my class were males. Oh my god! They were the ones I could have most fun with. Oh yeah, well of course they would take it, and I would always find one that I could banter back and forth. Yeah, some girls, very few girls, <laughs> would be as as uh, witty. Yeah, you know, and so, um, but it's mostly with the guys, and, yeah. and everybody. Oh, you cut down, you know, whatever, <laughs> put down, you know. Said so, no, it's not a put down. It's that's. That's why I said, and and being a theater teacher, be, be, what? Oh, keep going. Being a theater teacher, uh huh. And I'm always looking for people to fill roles in yeah. the different plays that I'm thinking about. And so I'm talking to somebody in class one day. Hey, you know what? You would be good if you came out for Oklahoma yeah. or you came out for West Side Story, and uh, because you remind me of. The character type mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Well, I don't know that play. Well, I think you'll like it and you'll fit the character very well. Just play yourself. Mm-hmm. But I I said, I don't call you names to be mean. It's just I'm trying to identify you as a character. Yeah. You know, um, and, and for the most part, kids bought it. I don't think I ever had a kid get upset with me about that they um they they just took it that or they thought maybe they were powerless against the teacher you know Uh, but but i also heard that other teachers would call their kids horrible names uh, horrible names i thought how could they get away with it they would use four-letter words. They would call them like idiots and sloths wow. and things. You're a waste of skin. That was a famous a saying that a teacher would Jeez. use on a kid. You're a waste of skin. What does that do to the worth of a person? Yeah, a waste. Of, might as well kill yourself. You know that is that is so wrong. Yeah, I, I didn't have much respect for the teacher that said those things, but um, thank God he finally left yeah but uh, i think he was a little cuckoo bird <laughs> i think i think everybody yeah. is at uh, to a certain degree he, he threatened to strangle me one time <laughs> the teacher yeah oh my gosh he was upset because i was doing a fundraiser we were mm. selling balloons and we the lunch bell was ringing and i said you know can you help me take the helium tank back to my room sure and I said, so your teacher won't mind if you're a little bit late? No. Okay. So I write a note. And I go, who's this to? And he said the name of the teacher. I said, are you sure he's not going to be upset with you? Because I knew his demeanor. Yeah. And sure enough, he went to the class. <laughs> I get a phone call from the teacher. This note says that you kept my student without my permission. I said, well, actually, that note excuses him from being late. He says, who said you can do that? I said, well, I understand teachers do that all the time. And um, so he was fed up with me. 
And one day he approached me in the teacher's lounge and he came up to me and started mumbling under his breath and he had this evil look in his face. You know what I want to do to you? And he grabs his fingers like this. I want to choke you. Okay. So after he left, I went and told the principal. (laughs) I said, you're going to get your butt kicked. You know, but as far as... All my years, that's the only person that ever threatened me with bodily harm. Mm. But he was an, an idiot. So. Yeah. I'm sorry, I went on on tangents, but you keep reminding me of things. Anything else that you <laughs> Hey, throw out some more ideas and I'll pop up with something. Really you know, is. oh boy. It some, really sometimes is. when I talk to an Uber driver, because I always <laughs> talk with them. We're having conversations, and uh, they'll tell me where they live. Oh, I have a couple of students that live over there. Students? I go, yes, I'm a former teacher, yeah. and I know that I have students that live in that same neighborhood. Oh, really? So, you know, one thing leads to another. Um, it was funny. <laughs> when I used to live in the area around school, I would, of course, patronize all the businesses and restaurants in the area. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so much so that people got to know who I was. And then one day, this girl walked in with her mom and dad for dinner. I don't remember the restaurant. And she looked at me. Mr. Baca, what are you doing here? Uh, eating? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, and, I, and someone told me, and it, and it dawned on me after that, that they used to think when they were little mm-hmm. that teachers never went home. They went into boxes in their classroom what? and stayed in the box all night long until school the next day. What are they, Santa Claus? I don't know. But what kind of weird idea is that's that? That's what somebody said to me one day. And I said, what? You're, that's silly. The other thing I was going to tell you, um, when I would share my story about the trials in my life uh-huh. growing up, um, I would have several people in the class in tears. Not that I meant to do that. Mm-hmm. It, it was just coming naturally. And when I realized some of them were going through the very same thing. So I I would pull them aside and talk to them individually later and got them some help, you know, what they can do, you know. Um, but... Um, there was it was really tough at times to to try to reach out to the kids you know to, some didn't want to be helped at all so yeah I'm sure I, there's a lot I, of that I didn't bother with them you know it's like well, okay you're on your own you know like the other day um, that young man that killed himself after he shot um uh, People shot uh-huh. people, and he went and turned the gun on himself. And I said, "What causes a person to do that?" And my only thing, my logical mind says he's drunk or he's on drugs. You know, no person in their right mind, or he's cuckoo bird. Nobody in their right mind would do that. Like I said, gun. Whew, don't you freaking give me a gun? Yeah, I, I'd be so afraid of it. And so. 
um, I don't know, sometimes people really get out of control. And you never know when who's gonna, whose time bomb is going to go off. Mm -hmm. You really don't know, whether it's a student or a teacher or administrator. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that, that uh, comes back around to, to the whole thing about having respect for people, not just because... <clears throat> because it's, it's your it's the title. right yeah not just yeah. because it's well not even that but just your peers having respect for them just i mean we live in a world now where uh that, that's literally like a safe way to live you have to have respect because you never know who you're talking to that you know you say one little thing it's like it's just kind of sad that that people's mindsets now are, are more of like a fear-based mindset, you know? And so it's, it's, <clears throat> it's kind of, uh, you, you kind of have to push past that sometimes. I not, blame, not, not live in, in that, that, that state. I blame social media for that. Yeah. Because where else can you just lie your way through, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and nobody will question you on exactly. it. And, and, and. Say what you want to say. I mean, within reason, but um, and have an audience. Yeah, and have an audience. But you don't have to have a one-on-one. -on -one, mm -hmm. You know, so I think that's what social media has done is taken us away from friendships, taken us away from Personal. heartfelt cl mm -hmm. closeness. Yes, absolutely. And I said that's kind of a curse. You know, the Facebook and other things. But I'm guilty. I use Facebook. Yeah. But I, I've been thinking of doing it. I was going to tell you um, of getting away from Facebook. Oh, okay. Not doing it. Yeah. Although I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what were you saying? Um, when I would tell my stories to students mm -hmm. about things I went through with my dad... And I'll tell you, kids were in tears and stuff. And I had several students come up to me and tell me to write a book. And I would laugh it off and go, write a book? Who cares? You know, I tell you because you're my kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, what Joe Schmo is going to just read my book? And they said, Mr. Baca, you don't know. You might affect someone else that will take a, a chance to read your book. And this past year... I've been thinking of that idea. When I um, delivered the eulogy at my mother's funeral, uh -huh. I, I felt so passionate about what I was saying because that was my mother and I loved her dearly. And I, I hung strong, you know. I didn't want to break. Sometimes people try to talk when they're uncontrollable. Yeah. And so... When we went from the mass to the cemetery to bury her, uh, the priest that presided over the ceremony, before he left, he came up to me. He said, young man, and I looked at him, father, young man. <laughs> he had no idea how old I was. And he said, well, to me, you're a young man. He said, you have a gift of using words. He said, you need to write a book. I said, a book? About what, Father? Whatever you want. 
you'll know when it hits you. And I just sort of put it out of my head mm -hmm. until this last year I started thinking. I've already started my first chapter in my head. Have you really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, how I want to start it. I'm, oh, I'm having a difficult time already picking the title because yeah. I want the title to sort of be thematic. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe the title comes after. The... Maybe. It, it, yeah, I thought of that. Just get writing, yeah. you know. But And it, it's not necessarily because I want people to read it, but if, if, it, if it saves one person, helps one person, I think that's, that's the reward, yeah. you know. And so I, 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 over the years, write a book, write a book. No, no, no. And, and I've been thinking about that, you know. Speaking, I love to speak. Yeah, I can, if, uh, yeah. If you, <laughs> if you give me a topic to speak on, I'll write a speech and, and blow you away. I love really. it. Really. I learned that, of course, in college, you know, mm -hmm. to be a, a, a speaker. Yeah. And um, when I was in um, eighth grade, I um, the, t the nuns loved my voice. I had a very strong voice for mm -hmm. a little guy. So they we did the Christmas show uh, one year, and they had me play the voice of God. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I, voice of God. So, But the thing is, they never mm -hmm. saw me on stage, but heard your they heard my voice, you know, in the heavens kind yeah. of thing. I got that. So that was my very first role to play the voice of God. You know, <laughs> I, feel, I felt like um, George Burns. Didn't he ever play God? Uh, well, the what? movie Oh God. Oh, that's old. I uh, guess it's I before your time. Oh, I mean, I'll look. I'll look it up. Definitely. You're such a baby. You really are. I know. I mean, I mean, in, in comparison to me, come on. I'm an old geezer, man. Nah, nah, nah. You, you're young at heart. George Burns. Who's George Burns? What else he, has he been an, in? Old-time actor. Um, it he sounds... stand-up comic. Mm, maybe that's where I've heard. He had a show called Burns and Gracie, or Gracie and Allen, or something like that. Burns and Allen. Gracie Allen was his sidekick. Mm. It's a girl. Um, that's how he started, and then he started making movies. Um, but I remember... The one show that you did, or the one piece that you did, which mm. today stays as one of my very favorites, the from the movie The End. I had no idea what The End was about. I never heard it. Then you performed it for me for audition or something. And I was like, this is funny. You know, this is really good. And I could see the whole picture, you know, as you're talking. I could already see what I'm going to do with the, the people, the different characters. And so th that was a real strength in you. Like I said, you're, you're smart and you have articulation and you can wow an audience. And I, th and I think Thank you. that's why you got the attention, mm. you know. And um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I like to see the triumphs of students who have worked on things for a little while and and have them get that feedback you know i always would tell them there's nothing like performing in front of a live audience yeah really, you get really. immediate feedback you don't have to wait till you read it in the paper mm -hmm. you hear it 
and you get to speak to the people after the show is over. Yeah. They tell you right then and there, you know. Um, so you're in a good place, you know. So I just always tell them, thank whoever came to see you, whether it's your family, a friend, or a teacher. Thank them for coming. That's how we keep them coming back, yeah. you know. So, except I didn't want that girl back, the one that couldn't skip. Uh, did she ever learn, do it? Did she get she it? She did it eventually, yeah. But sort of awkwardly. <laughs> she was a little awkward, I guess. Uh, I could imagine. She was like a ninth grader, a young girl, so. Yeah. Did you ever, you never watched that movie, The End? Did you ever end up seeing that? No. Oh, God. No. It is hilarious. That ending scene. Wait a minute, I, I did. I did see it. The um, ending scene of it? Do you remember that? Help me. What is it? Uh, it's Burt Reynolds, and he's finally like fed up with trying to like kill himself. Because he's been trying the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he's, yeah. he's diagnosed with something. He's like, yeah. I want to end it. And, and, and Dom DeLuise is the guy that he meets in the, in the insane asylum. And that's the, the scene we did with Mee right. Austin, where it was, right. he played... I think I played Burt Reynolds and he played Dom DeLuise and it was just so funny. It was like, the first line, just the way he said it, it, like, you can't even get it perfect. Like, he said it perfectly. It was just like, he wakes up after, like, taking all these pills in the insane asylum. He just, like, wakes up and he's like, God damn it, son of a bitch! Like, just, like, so mad that he woke up. What part did he play, Austin? Uh, He played Dom, uh, no, he played Burt Reynolds. He was the one that woke up. That's what I thought. And I played Dom DeLuise because he's really off the walls. He's like, hi, how are you? You know, he's like, (laughs) he's like, oh, uh, my father was, it was crazy. He, yeah, Austin would wrap his, he would wrap his hands around my 22 inch neck, you know, he's going off. But that ending scene where he goes and he just jumps into the ocean and starts swimming out and he tries to drown himself while drown, like trying to drown himself. He's thinking of his daughter and he's realizing like all these times, like I actually want to live and he has that realization. So he starts, he comes back up, he swims to the top and he starts swimming back, but it's like so far away from the beach and you hear his inner monologue and it's just like, Oh God. And he's just like shouting. He's like, if you let me, He's like, I'll give you 50% God. And like, as he gets closer to the shore, he's like, I'll give you 20%. He's like, I know I said 50, but 20 to start off. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But that whole monologue was hilarious. Anyway, I, I feel like we're going off a little bit. Okay. Um, there was a... Oh, never mind. I lost my thought again. Well, anyway. Okay, so let's wrap it up. Thank you. Uh, I feel like from from me, I feel like we had two endings. I tried to end this earlier, and then you just you kept you kept on going, huh? You just you won't quit. You kept bringing things up. I, I, I did not bring any. You, you were you were like, oh, that reminds yeah, me. Yeah, you. That's exactly right. That reminds me. What I can't say anything. I gotta stay silent. No, I'm glad you interacted with me. I would have felt very nervous if you just told me to. Here's the question. Now you speak. You probably would have done just fine. No. <laughs> you know, do you know every year, the first oh day of school, God. I stressed out the night before. I couldn't sleep. I I was so nervous because... Thanks for tuning in, guys. I was going to meet my new clients, you know. Your new clients? Yeah. So I was like... Your new clients, I yeah, love it. My students. And and so, but you never know what to expect. Uh, yeah, you, know, you never so. do. Yeah. 
So I was like, oh, God, you know, what if they don't like me? What if they think I'm an idiot? You know? Um, yeah. I, re I remember a time where... Tune in next time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Huh? Well, I have to... Well, there's God. You bring up so much. There was one time where you... <laughs> These two Anglo-American boys. What does that mean, Anglo-American? White. Anglo-Saxon. Okay. Protestant. Wasp, I guess. White Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Okay. Uh, I didn't know what they were doing, but they would write on top of their papers uh, the phrase white power. <laughs> and then they would write the swastika. Uh -huh. I had to report them. I said, what the hell? You know, and then I found out they were the ones that were throwing jelly beans at my back while I was at the board. Oh my gosh! Because I was a beaner. That kind of weird. What made you think of that? Something you just said. I don't know. Wow, you're you're amazing. But here's a good ending. Okay, uh, the ending. Here we have it. Yeah. <laughs> That same one of those students that called me Beaner and drew the swastika, he was a 10th grader in his senior year. He came to ask me to be my TA. <laughs> he, he was a big guy, he was a football player, big blonde dude, straight out of Holland or something. And I said, What you, you want to be my TA? You hated me when I had you, and he said, No, he goes. I need a class. It goes, and I, I, I want to work with you. And I said, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess I eventually won him over. Yeah. But, oh, my God. I could, uh, there's so much I can uncover. Yeah. But I think it takes you to help me dig it out. Oh, yeah, that's what conversation is yeah, all about. There's a you, lot of triggers. things repressed in my head, mm. you know. Um, we'll have to know, uh, have a part two. Yeah, we are. <laughs> We're, my biggest sadness in retiring mm. is I never had a chance to go back and claim my things. You told me about that. I did. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted most were all my programs mm. because I had a list of all my cast members. If somebody asked me about a play in 1980, I <laughs> couldn't remember what it was or who was in it. Yeah. You know? Uh, oh, yeah, weren't you in? No, I wasn't. You know, they they kind of, over the years, names yeah. and years get I messed up. Yeah. So that was that's my biggest disappointment, that I don't have um, those documents, those yeah. papers. But, I mean, I do miss teaching. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I could be back doing it, but I love the free life, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But did I tell you I did have a chance to teach seventh graders? Or yeah, eight, you told me, you told me grade, that, yeah. yeah. So I was like, got a little taste of that again, yeah. you know? Nice. Um, so. Yeah. The, the Uber driver I talked to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying, focus. Um, he wants to make up his own congregation and stuff, create his own congregation. His own religion? He's going to create a religion? No, he's Christian. He oh. wants to make his own church. And um, he said, you know, you sound like a pretty intelligent guy. He goes, 
uh, maybe one day you could work with me, mm. help me teach the congregation. Okay, uh, maybe I could do that, you know. I've had my sister up north, she's been asking me many times to come and, and, and give a talk to their church. And I said, about what? Just what you've gone through, you know, when I was ill. Yeah. And she says, because our whole church was praying for you, you know. And I said, oh, my God, that's kind of scary. I don't even know anybody. And then I thought, well, that might even be better that I don't know anybody, you know. But anyway, I know I went on too long. Oh, no, that was enjoyable. Uh, so for me, and I feel like, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people thank you for, for all the years of teaching and, and not giving up on students and just uh, having that will to keep going uh, through everything you've been through. Um, yeah, and I think I think we... I think we did a good thing today. I, I hope think, so. I think this was I good so. and and definitely felt good. And I don't and, want kids to think, "Oh my God, there goes Baca running out the mouth." You know. No, I think it was uh, all pretty important. I, I. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I, I actually, we should end on that. I, that's cool. <laughs> I, I like. Yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah. I I like this more than I thought I would. Hmm.